This is Barbara with Can A Girl Speaks Podcast. My voice, your voice. Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with the Can A Girl Speaks Podcast. And I always open up uh, saying thank you for always supporting the Can A Girl Speaks Podcast. Thank you for watching us on YouTube listening to us on any of the uh, podcast apps, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope everybody had a uh, happy Thanksgiving. I, I sure did. It was nice and peaceful, but it, I had a good good Thanksgiving. But on this evening, I want to introduce a young man that um, I have known for a while, and I wanted to bring him on because he, um, he does some of the things that I like doing and all that. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce to you Raymond Lennox. Hello, Barbara. Hello, thanks, Raymond. thanks for calling me a young man. <laughs> well, he's younger than me. He's younger than me. But um, I wanted to bring Raymond on. Raymond is, uh, he's part of, he's an alumni of Corsicana High School, Corsicana. He's a, you know, hometown person. And um, I wanted to bring him on because he has been a part of, um, I guess, communications and all that and a newspaper person. And so I wanted to bring him on to talk about who he is and all that and what he's going to, what he's doing, his new career, well, new career, old career, however you want to say it. <laughs> good, and good then um, just, uh, just some of the things, just t- kind of talk to him. So um, why don't you tell the listening audience about Raymond Lennox? Well, I, I am from here, moved here when I was three. I was born in Dallas, uh, lived here all my life, except 18 months when I lived in Italy. Texas. Mm, wow. Yeah, oh, Italy, Italy, Texas. Oh, I thought yes. you were going to say Italy, the yeah. country Italy. Okay. I told that to a cab driver in Lubbock once, and he kind of did a double take. Uh, <laughs> and I told him it was Texas. Uh, lived, when I lived there, I worked for the Arlington Morning News, which okay. was a product of Belo and the Dallas Morning oh, News. Oh, Belo, yeah. Uh, but 88 graduate of uh, Corsicana High School. Class probably our most famous graduate is James Gooden. You may know him. Yeah, that's my brother. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, outside of living in Italy for 18 months and working out of town, this has been my hometown. Uh, I actually came back in the summer of 98, Uh, came back to Corsican as the editor, excuse me, sports editor at the Daily Sun and uh, brought my wife, uh, Tanya, who's a dyslexia therapist in the district and our three sons back to Corsican. And this is where we stayed, spent 20 years at the newspaper, Uh, ended up becoming the editor in 2000 and then the publisher in 2007. Uh, And I think a lot of people know that that industry is has been in decline for the last 20 years or so. And so in 2015, I went to work at Old City mm-hmm. Ironworks in their HR department, uh, which was a great transition, uh, getting out of the media business and, yeah. and uh, kind of being out of the spotlight for six and a half years. And uh, in February, joined, uh, excuse me, in April, actually joined the uh, school district, Corsican Independent School District. I actually started talking to Dr. Frost in February. And, uh, you know, just to come in to help and write and be a part of the communications team and I uh, was working for Veronica Johansson, mm-hmm. who was executive director at the time, uh, and had a really good seven-month run with her. I learned a lot from her. Uh, you know, Veronica has a background in television mm-hmm. news, uh, very knowledgeable, really a go-getter. Uh, was, was I don't want to say stern, but uh, but really pushed me, mm-hmm. and, and I probably needed that. Yeah. I'd forgotten what it was like to have to work for somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd always been a manager for probably the last 20, 25 years, and 
And uh, but I learned a lot from her and uh, thought she would be here another year or two yeah. and I could learn <laughs> some start more. Picking a brain. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I probably would have picked it more in those seven months that I'd known. But, you know, she got a great opportunity and, and her great opportunity opened up a door for me and it became a great opportunity for not only me, but my family and, and hopefully the community. You know, I yeah. love Corsicana. Uh, it's been my hometown, uh, covered the Tigers a long time ago, been to city, uh, excuse me, uh, school board meetings, uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, I always, always would tell people it's a lot more fun to go cover football games on Friday night than to sit (laughs) to a school board meeting or a city council meeting. And it's just all where your passion is. And. I grew up reading about the Tigers in the newspaper when I was a little kid and and, uh, turned it into a career. So what college did you go to? Uh, I only my my education is limited. I went to Navarro and that's it. I thought I was going to be a musician. Oh, wow. And you play instrument. I, I used to play bass. Oh, okay. uh, next time you see my wife, I'll show it to you. It's around okay. her left finger. <laughs> uh, but I actually uh, uh, went to Navarro, thought I was going to be a musician. And I found out all the kids were far more advanced uh, than yeah. I was. They could read music and, and all that good stuff. So I ended up going to work at Brookshire's, thought I was going to uh, be a market manager someday. And, um, you know, I, 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 I trace all of my ability in the public to deal with people, uh, to treat them correctly and treat them right from, uh, I tr- trace all that back to being at Brookshire's, mm, you know, they, yeah. they really, uh, yeah, preached that. They did. And, um, and then one day we were sitting at home and, uh, there was an ad in the course Canada daily sun that said, you like high school football and want to make extra money. And Tanya and I had a, uh, you know, a toddler, uh, Taylor, our oldest son, who's 30 now. And I thought, you know what? I, I do like high school football and I do need the extra money. <laughs> and so I answered that ad. So, you know, most of my experience is from experience. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, coming to the district, I, I talked with Dr. Frost a, a, about the fact that, you know, I may not have the education mm-hmm. background that most people do, but I do have the experience. And yeah. I think that's what played a part uh, in, in me joining the school district. So, you know, with your experience and your knowledge, and so when you see these young people um, that are trying to figure it out, you know, it seems like to me that you would have more of an understanding because, you know, sometimes in society, you know, we we want this for them. You know, we preach this to them. And I was like, you know, they'll they'll figure it out on their own. You yeah, know? I, I totally agree. And I and I think, you know, we probably went through a, a period of time in our country. I don't know, 20, 25 year period where, uh, you know, I think students at that secondary level were just. Uh, taught that had it ingrained in them. If yeah. they didn't go to college, they were less than valued. Yeah. And I think that tide has turned, um, you know, CTE, our CTE program at, at the high school is really making a comeback with welding and auto tech and culinary. And, and those things are important. You know, we, uh, college isn't for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think we, we heard some of that last night at the school board meeting. Um, you know, it's not for everybody and there are paths for, for everybody. And, you know, we need plumbers and, yeah. and, uh, we, we need mechanics and those type of things. We need, uh, AC. Uh, well, it seems like the pandemic kind of, it kind of showed us sure. the need. It, you know, we, they showed us who the essential employee, the who the essential employees were. Right. Because when the when the when the country shut down, they had to keep working. Yes, and your I police I, officers, your you know first responders, you know your like you said your plumbers, your electricians, and then of course when we had snowmageddon, 
that really showed us, you know, who who was needed. Absolutely. And in Old City, I did not get a day off for yeah. COVID. You know, we we were deemed essential and we worked every every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, we even carried letters around in our cars in case we got stopped. Uh, that's how serious everybody thought that was. And and uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think it's important for for kids to understand that there are different paths out there for everybody. You know, we're it's not a cookie cutter nation and our kids aren't uh, cookie cutter kids. You know, there's something for everybody out there. So um, regarding our community, um, what do, where do you see, you know, I always I always try to, you know, um, take a, take an assessment of our community and like from from where we were in our, you know, like when we were in school and all that. And then for like the future. I mean, you know, we had our our ag, you know, students present at Absolutely. our school board meeting last night and they oh, my God. My eyes was open when it came down to uh, the uh, the house uh, house bill. It was two fifty one, two fifty one, and to learn about that and about how how you know the farmers and all that you know and the farmers and the farmer and the land is needed. But then we have all these com- these companies coming in, taking the land, you know, building these houses. Right. And so it just made me think about oh my goodness, the land is being infiltrated by all these houses and then are now our, you know, our animals, you know, the, you know, it just kind of opened up my eyes. And so um, like our community, you know, and then we have our young people, you know, so where do you see as far as the transition, the, the turning of the ties for our, our community, small communities? What do you, I mean, what do you see? I think we're in great hands. You know, of course, Canada's still a great place to live. It's a great place to raise your family. Um, you know, you it's, it's kind of like the news. You only hear the bad stories. But yeah. if you walk the halls of our schools, you see positive uh, stories every day. Mm-hmm. You talk to these kids and it just amazes you how much they open up and, and, and they can talk to you and have conversations with you. And, you know, I, I think when you think back to when we were kids, I think we thought we were growing up, even <laughs> though we weren't uh, and probably needed to be in our mid to late 20s before we realized what we were going to do with our lives. But but um these kids today just amaze me. And I think the, I think the community is in good hands. Uh, you know, we're, every community is going to have some rotten eggs. Yeah. And, uh, but you take a look at, at the kids like in ag issues, yeah. uh, the ag issues team that we mm-hmm. saw last night. Uh, but all of, you know, going back to camp curiosity last year to see what mm-hmm. those kids did in the summer. Um, look back just a couple of weeks to the penguin project. You know, um, I did a couple of promotional videos for that. And and one of the, the young men, and I won't say his name, but I was told, hey, I'm not sure what he's going to give you because he may have trouble communicating. He knocked it out of the park. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, we did three promotional videos. One of them was a one take video. Uh, and we had a two take video and a three take video. And I thought they were great. And if you haven't had a chance to see the Penguin Project, it's a it's a great uh, program that the school district has. And um, a lot of fun and you really see how far kids are coming along. I mean, even we have even kids coding. I mean, just just to know that we have young people that can code. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's that is future to me, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we you know, we didn't have, you know, our generation of computer technology and all that was just the basic stuff. But these kids are actually coding. And so um, making their own games, making their own games. And so, yeah. Night. So we know gaming is a big a big money making business now, you know. And so um, um so. You know, what about the generations? You know, we have like the baby boomer. We still have the baby baby boomer generation. And we have the Gen Xers. We have the Gen Ys. So we have a mixture of generations that are in our communities. In Not just Corsicana, not just our city of Corsicana, but we do have a genera- several generations in the workforce. 
And so, um, and I know you've probably worked in that environment where you've had mm-hmm. several generations. And so how, as we, as our generation, you know, gets, you know, I want to put a, put myself in that, you know, in a generation that's aging, um, how important is us to be, re- be able to relate to the younger generation, to bring them to the table that, you know, but that their ideas are just as important as the generation, you know, boom, the baby boomer generation, because sometimes I just think, think sometimes we miss the mark when we don't include them on conversations when it comes down to um, the growth of a community, you know, um, how to bring them to the table to to discuss the future, Mm -hmm. you know, so how important is that? I think it's really important. And I think it's just human nature for us sometimes to uh, not be able to relate to the next generation coming up, you know, whether it's not liking their music or not liking the way they dress or the way they wear their hair even though that's natural, I think if you have a, a, a good solid core of leaders in your community and in your, in your industries, whatever that may be, I think you can make that transition. And I think we have that in Corsican and, and in the CISD. Uh, you're right, I, I consider myself part of that older generation too. And there are things that, that maybe I don't like, but I won't say I hate them. Yeah. Cause I don't, I try not to use that word. I think it's a, yeah. a, a really strong word. But I, I believe I'm very tolerable. And I yeah. think that's maybe not everybody in Corsican is, but yeah. I think the, for the most part we are. Um, I'm just one of those guys. Um, you know, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care uh, who your uh, significant other is. Uh, don't care really about your views as long as we get along great. Yeah. You treat me right, I'm going to yeah. treat you and right. See, and that's and, how we were raised. I yes, was always raised. Absolutely. You respect who the pre- who was in the office. You know, you respect, you know, whatever your view is. And that's mm-hmm. how I was raised. And so that's why I'm like, what? where did we get off track when it comes down to, you know, bullying somebody because they didn't have the same belief that you had? Right. I mean, I don't understand that. And so when we go, when we get back to the basics and then, you know, now I'm on grandkids. And so I'm like, okay, so now we can start with the grandkids and teach them to, you know, respect a person, respect their view. You know, you respect them, they respect you. We can get back to that, you know, back to the basics. You know, just growing up and, you know, being around James and other friends, I don't ever remember us having the issues that they have today. Mm -hmm. We just, we just got along. Yeah. Well, we know, we know social media is, it could be, you know, it could be the beast. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Yeah. I've been telling people for about six or seven years, I feel like it's going to be the Antichrist. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, just think about it. They thought the TV was, you know, it was the one eyed devil, you know, and and they are, our baby boomer generation. They didn't, they, they were the generation that kind of saw the, the integration of TVs. And so, you know, it's just the involvement of a lot of things. And so technology and all that. And so it, you know, it is the way of the world, you know? And so, so you just like being here in Corsicana, you know, you don't have issues. You know, a lot, when I worked in the Metroplex, it, I mean, it was like, they thought Corsicana was like podunk Corsicana, yeah. you know, we got cows in our backyards. <laughs> and so, um, you know, small town, you know, raising your family, like Raymond, it's, it, it's a good, it's a good thing. You know, Corsicana is growing, you know, we know, you know, it's starting to be landlocked going north. Mm-hmm. So we do say people are going to start coming here. And so do you, are you excited about the future for Corsicana? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We are growing. And, you know, even when I worked at the paper 20 years ago, the the one thing that you always heard that was negative was housing. Yeah. You don't have enough housing. You don't have enough housing. And I think we're starting to to see that tide turn a little bit, depending on how the economy does and the, and the country does. But, um, you know, I think in a sense, it's nice to stay small. Yeah. Um, 
there's, but there's sometimes it's there. not. It's just gonna. It's gonna probably hit us. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it will. I don't see us being as big as Ellis or Johnson yeah. County, yeah. but uh, I think we'll definitely grow. And you know, we should find out more next week when we hear some demographic, future yeah. demographics for the yeah. district. Yeah. So, so why? So I know this weekend and after it'll happen after this airs, but. Um, this weekend is the Heritage Bowl. So we do mm-hmm. have a bowl game here, of course, Hannah. So why don't you tell them a little bit about the bowl game for this weekend? Yeah, so we have a Division II uh, college football game, college bowl game, Funtown RV Heritage Bowl. It's Saturday, December 3rd at noon. Um, you know, this is a bowl that started in 2017 as the Course Canna Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first two years of operation, it was uh, run by a gentleman named Tony Talton. And after the 18 game, the community, in a sense, um, took over the bowl. Yeah. And Eric Bonner, uh, Josh Tackett, uh, Rich Gutrera, Rusty Hitt, Joanna Fritz, uh, uh, Clint uh, Roddy, our new yeah. athletic director. Uh, he's been here just a little bit mm-hmm. less than and I he's have. he's awesome. I'm yes, going to try to get, I hope I can get him on. He's awesome. Yeah. Clint's all business. <laughs> yes. So, and, uh, and Amy Tidwell with, with the tourism uh, uh, of the city department is, is with us as well. And, and uh, this is my fifth year on the, on the committee and uh fourth game mm-hmm. uh but we bring the division two football is a little different beast uh 28 teams make the playoffs mm-hmm. and for a lot of those teams it's playoffs or bust yeah uh there there are three or four bowl games i believe there was a fourth one added this year and we're one of those okay and and we will pull teams from the lone star conference uh the great american conference in the mid-america uh athletic association conference uh, mid I'm going to miss that one up. Okay. MIAA. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we pull our teams from those three conferences. The LSC, the Lone Star Conferences, are what we consider our host conference. And this year we have Texas A&M Kingsville mm-hmm. uh, from the LSC and East Central Oklahoma from uh, the GAC. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for eight people to pull this off yeah. every year. But, uh, you know, with Funtown RV's help, uh, Community National Bank and Trust, uh, the Course County Visitors Bureau, uh, we've been able to pull it off now every year. We are uh, televising the game. This will be the third year of that. It's all over the country. Uh, in 19, my first year, Eastern New Mexico beat Southern Arkansas. And I'm on the sidelines and I get a text message. And it's from Chuck Williams. Mm-hmm. Chuck and, and his family are uh, at Dave and Buster's in Dallas, the Big 12 championships on one TV. And he sees out of his peripheral vision the course can of see, and he looks over, and there's the fun. At the time, it was just a heritage ball. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's on the other screen right beside it at Dave and Buster. So it's a big deal. It, it brings a lot of awareness to Corsicana. Uh, in the broadcast, we're allowed to have uh, local commercials. The city of Corsicana has one, the county, the college, That's good. the CISD has one this yeah. year. You saw it last mm-hmm. night. Uh, 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 produced and shot by Rad Designs, voiced by Philip Keltner, former coach. I was wondering uh, whose voice that was. Yes, yeah, it's Coach Keltner. <laughs> we brought him out of retirement. That's of course, good. he still does. He, he still has does a nice football voice. games. He yeah, does. he does. <laughs> and uh, and so it just brings a lot of awareness to the community. And yeah. of course, we play it at Community National Bank and Trust Stadium uh, out on the campus of the high school. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have a great crowd this year. Yeah. Downtown Pep Rally Friday, five thirty. Yeah. So, so that's exciting for our city, of course, Canada, and those those that you know are going to be watching the game. Just know, you know, um, it's a it's a good thing for Corsicana. So we'll have visitors coming here. And so I'm excited about that. So Raymond, thank you for coming on the Cannon Girls Thanks for podcast. Yeah. He was like, where you got any questions? I'm like, I'm just going to bring you on your communication. So, you know, right. <laughs> we just kind of 
you know, kind of ask questions off the top. So anyway, but I always give my guests an opportunity to give a shout out to anybody to give a shout out to. So I guess I'm going to obviously give one to my wife, Tanya. Like I said, she's a dyslexia therapist here in town. 2018 Region 12 Teacher of the Year, yes. uh, and and probably my sons Taylor, uh, Seth, and Colin, who by the way have made us empty staters. We're no longer empty nesters. We're empty staters. <laughs> They're empty staters. Yeah, Taylor and <laughs> Taylor, my daughter, who's a, a daughter-in-law, who's a Brazilian, who's real happy about the World Cup right now. Uh, and go USA, by the way. Yeah, uh, they live in Windsor, Colorado, and then my other two sons, Seth and his wife Leah and Colin, live in Orlando. Okay. So I'll give those guys a shout out. <laughs> All right, so Raymond. I wish you nothing but success in your new Thank job. You. Yeah, he's now the executive director of communications for the Corsica County Independent School District. So I know he's going to do a fantastic job because he already has a lot of knowledge up under his belt. So I know you're going to do a good job. Thank you. And um, just just you know continue to just to keep doing what you're doing. I know you love our you're passionate about Corsica County our community, and I know the, the Heritage Bowl is going to be very successful. Thank you. So um, those that um, continue to support the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Thank you so much. And um, just keep, you know, watching, sharing, liking, and just keep, you know, keep watching me. But anyway, I just want to keep continuing to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody have a safe weekend and a good week. This is a Legacy Recording Studio production.